visit the Downtown Den, join us through our website, all the W's, downtowninbusiness.com. Stay in, stay safe, visit the Downtown Den. Right, I'm delighted to be joined in the Downtown Den today by Stephen Young. Stephen is uh, Lancashire County Council, um, Economic Development, Regeneration, Planning, Environment. One of the things you're responsible for, Stephen. So tell us a little bit about your role. So my role here at the, the County Council, I'm responsible for economic development, highways, um, some of the culture stuff, uh, and obviously heavily involved at the moment with some of the work the County Council is doing on COVID-19. And I have to say, I've been really impressed with the way Lancashire reacted to the crisis because I think the county was the first out of the blocks when it came to getting that business advice and business support package out there to people. Yeah, we've been really strong on that. I mean, there's a few things that we, we decided early on. Clearly, there's dealing with the actual crisis, you know, from a humanitarian point of view. But we're also really aware of the need to support our economy. So we, um, from day one, pretty much have got together a really strong um, support package that we've put out um, to the market, as well as doing a lot of practical things ourselves to support businesses that we currently contract with. And of course, through the Business Boost initiative, in touch and engage with businesses in Lancashire uh, of all sizes, really. So not just the, the bigger companies, but those SMEs, which obviously are very important for driving the economy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we have seen a lot of um, throughput through the work that Boost have been doing. They've been very active on social media, um, you know, Twitter, Facebook. Um, they've pushed a lot of um, information out to the businesses that are on our directory. And we know that we've had um, upwards of a thousand contacts back at the moment in terms of businesses of all sizes and with a range of different issues in terms of how they can access the government grants, some practical things that they can do here and now, how they can scale up, scale down, help with comms. It really has been across the piece in terms of the support we've provided. Uh, and what are the sort of issues that have been challenging businesses, Stephen? Has it been around that comms and marketing side? Cash flow, I guess, has been something that people are concerned about. And in terms of getting these small grants out of the door, I know local authorities have been given the responsibility for doing some of that work. Um, have you got the resource in place to be able to do that quickly? Yeah, so, so what's basically happened is, I mean, the biggest single thing that people are talking to us about um, is around cash flow uh, and uh, additional um, resources that they can bring in, obviously, to help them whilst they're unable to trade. That's been the big, biggest single thing. So that's been a key part of our response to firstly understand um, what's coming out of government and how businesses of different sizes can access that, that money and then um, signposting those individual businesses to the cash and how quickly they can get it. Because Lancashire is a two-tier area and the county council doesn't collect the business rate, some of that small business grant, in fact, all of that small business grant has gone to the districts and they're just directly passporting that, that, that money out there. But we have been really instrumental in terms of working with our colleagues in the districts and speaking to the businesses themselves and, and giving them advice as to what they need to do at that kind of small level. But in addition to that, also having a mind on some of our bigger operators in Lancashire and signposting them where they can get their um, support financially from. And is that money, as far as you're aware, getting out of the door this week, Stephen? 
Yeah, that money has come into Lancashire. The districts have got it already. We understand that um, you know a lot of that money is already going out. They are working through their um, database in terms of rateable values, which is the kind of trigger as to who gets what. Um, and that money is um, going out of the door and being passed out to, to small businesses. Um, clearly, if, if you're a bigger player in the market, you need to go to the Bank of England or you need to go to the, uh, the British Business Bank. I and mean, clearly that's a different process and that's taking slightly longer. But certainly the, the smaller players, we are confident that money is getting out of the door. Excellent. Um, now, of course, you're having to deal with the crisis as it happens, and we understand and appreciate that you focus at the moment. But equally, you must have one eye on post-crisis, what comes next, because, of course, it's vitally important that we do have an economy that is robust and ready to, to use the Tyredale phrase, but a useful one, hit the ground running. So any thoughts on that at this moment in time or is it too early? No, it's, it's not too early at all. So we've already identified a recovery cell. Um, and as part of that recovery cell, um, we're linking into our LEP, who had a meeting um, two days ago to begin to discuss that. What does it look like? Um, we're obviously acutely aware of the need um, to support businesses sort of beyond the um, the things that the government's put out there. So we're already doing quite a lot of work with a number of our providers and continuing paying them, um, even though they're unable to work merely for the need to, to support the economy and, 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 you know, some of those small, medium enterprises um, post this particular crisis. But we're absolutely already on to that. We're already linked into the um, the recovery cell and beginning to think about where we could get more bang for our bucks, you know, what we should be focusing on now in the medium and longer term and beginning to have those conversations. I think one of the first things that you'll see come out of Lancashire is that communication strategy that we'll be pushing out over the next few weeks to begin to start that conversation with people to say, this is our offer. You know, this is how you can link into it. And we absolutely you know, await your call and we're here to, to help you and support you when we get to the other side of this. Now, of course, Lancashire, possibly more than any other, uh, certainly in the northwest, is a diverse economy. And I think it's you know, always been... Um, something the county's been keen to do is, is identify where opportunities and where the quick wins can be. Uh, so as we start to come out of this, Stephen, where do you think the, um, the opportunities and the sectors that may be able to take those opportunities quickly will come from? I think there's, uh, you're quite right. You know, Lancashire does have a, a really diverse economy. Um, you know, we're big in some of the big businesses like aerospace, but we're also big in, in food and drink, in hospitality, and that's an area that we think, you know, we really want to want to push and support because that's a massively important part of our economy. So we want to absolutely try and, as part of our recovery cell, talk about, you know, Lancashire as a tourism destination and really begin to, when we get to the far side of this, encourage people to take advantage of that so that those industries can, can absolutely, you know, hit the ground running. We're also taking the opportunity as far as we can to link in with the number of those existing businesses. Um, to try and help us and help our emergency service colleagues through this particular crisis to try and push some cash flow through the businesses at this point um, in, in advance of us coming out at the other end. So it's kind of those sort of areas that we're particularly focused and interested in. Okay. Uh, and of course, we're in the midst of a, a bid for capital of culture, which um, I know the county have been very involved. And this is an ambitious bid because it's a county-wide bid. Um, so unique in many respects. Before uh, we are hit with uh, with this crisis, how has that uh, shaken up? 
really strong. Um, we did the launch a few weeks ago um, in terms of, of, of how we're going to propose to, to look at this um, as a county of culture. So treating all Lancashire as one single city, that was really well received, was well thought through, was very, very strong. Um, that's been received brilliantly well um, from government, has been received brilliantly well from our partners. Um, you know, clearly we've had to put that slightly on the back burner now because of we're dealing with this, this immediate issue. Um, as soon as we get to the other side of this, we absolutely want to pick that up and, and carry on with that. I mean, that is a really important part of, of you know the sort of the Lancashire future that we're envisaging post-COVID-19 to, to potentially win that capital culture and use that as a real springboard to bring the county together and celebrate you know everything that's great about Lancashire. Yeah, that could be a great hook, couldn't it, for that relaunch, as you're saying, a bit of a reboot. Uh, and the other thing that we spoke about when you kindly did a, uh, a dinner for us recently with some of our members was the uh, Northern Powerhouse and the whole devolution uh, packages that go along with some of the uh, other places uh, within that powerhouse. And of course, the latest announcement was to do with our friends uh, across the border in Yorkshire, where uh, Leeds and West Yorkshire on the deal. Now, I know, Stephen, we've had a number of conversations about this issue. Uh, you're keen to get some sort of devolution deal done for Lancashire, and not least because it brings a resources into the county. Yeah, no, it, it does. I mean, you know, and that is demonstrated time and time and time again. You know, it was demonstrated uh, in the last budget um, before we went into to the COVID-19 lockdown that, again, you know, the, the combined authority areas, those that can speak with a single voice, um, get more share of the pie, uh, you know, and that, that hasn't been lost. It's interesting as well during the COVID-19, again, it's been demonstrated that, you know, the places like Manchester with the ability of Andy Burnham to talk directly to government with a single voice has been incredibly helpful for them, has been helpful in terms of dealing with the human humanitarian crisis but also dealing with the recovery phases and again you know it's not lost on anybody in Lancashire that we really need to get into that space so you know although it's not top of our priorities right now it clearly will soon be the top of our priorities as soon as we come out the other end and I, th I think I speak on behalf of of the politicians as well as the officers in Lancashire when I say that. Yeah and I think as you rightly say it's been demonstrated the advantage that that uh, mayoral voice the power of that single champion if you like for your city region and your county can can really help and uh, not only with andy in manchester steve rotherham in liverpool of course and and up to birmingham we've been working the street and he's been able to get those messages very quickly into whitehall and that of course helps doesn't it Absolutely, it does, and you know, I think now we're having the conversation in Lancashire. It seems that every turn that that is that message is being pushed home by things that are happening, um, you know, across the region, across the northern powerhouse. It's becoming incredibly obvious if it wasn't already so that those areas with that single mayor who's able to speak to um, government with a single voice for a region uh, is far more powerful um, than uh, a place like Lancashire which has many many strengths but we just don't have that single voice and it's very difficult for government to hold a, a conversation with Lancashire in as much as it's, there's not one single organisation or, or person that can take that role. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Stephen, before I let you go, um, we've been looking at the Burnley Football Club shirt behind you, um, and it's got cork on the back, number four. Um, is there a particular tale behind that? And, and tell us about uh, your, your, your football allegiances and, uh, and how you see uh, Burnley going through uh, if we finish this season, but perhaps more importantly, the new season that we hope will begin in August. 
Well, the the Jack Cork, and I must admit, in a, before we came onto this uh, Skype call, I did have to spend about ten or fifteen minutes moving the camera around in order that I could catch the the shirt on the, <laughs> on the video. Uh, the, the the Jack Cork shirt that was um, a gift that was given to me when I left um, my last employer, at Bolton Council, and it was a shirt that he wore when we beat Tottenham, uh, which he signed. Um, obviously, it's been framed um, uh, to, to sort of mark that occasion. Um, so you know, Jack's been an amazing um, player for Burnley during the time. Obviously, gone on to play for England. So fantastic um, with regard to, to, to the club next year it's interesting really because I think we're one of the few clubs in the land and there's a few of us um, in the same boat that don't really have a, a strong view about finishing the season or not because you know it, mm. we, we weren't going to be a, really um, involved at either end um, mm. I think we're currently in a great or well, we were in a great run of form so I have a, a fair amount of confidence that you know Burnley will, will do as, as well next year as they did this year for me anything that's um, fourth bottom or above and I'm happy <laughs> uh, the one thing I know, though, that you a keen scholar of is leadership. And in terms of Sean Dyche, uh, you've got one of the best in the business, haven't you? Yeah, Sean Dash is, is brilliant. I mean, you know, whatever your football allegiance is, and even if you're not really interested in football, you know, when, whenever he, he speaks to a room, and I've seen him speak a few times now, um, in terms of leadership, you know, he, he could be a, a business leader from any sector, really. He absolutely understands the importance of bringing people together, having single goals, you know, and driving people to achieve uh, more than they perhaps would under other circumstances, you know. I, I think it's fair to say that the Burnley Football Club has been punching above its weight for a number of years, given the size of the town and given the budget that they've got compared to others. You know, and I put all the success down to, to Sean Dyche, really. His ability to mould individuals, um, to you know, to, to have a single aim, a single goal, to get people to perform above and beyond um, what would be their normal sort of performance level. And those are all the things that, you know, any any leader in any industry really wants from from the people that they work with. Absolutely. Good manifesto for an elected mayor for Lancashire, that one there, Stephen. Uh, well, I you never know, Dice, you might be up for it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, obviously I've got to be politically neutral, but I think it's fair to say if Sean Dice was up for that, I, he would get my vote. <laughs> and not not only yours. I'm not sure how the Blackburn fans would react, but, uh, but that's another story. Listen, Stephen, I know you're really busy. I appreciate you spending time with us today and let's keep in touch through what's hopefully going to be a relatively short period yeah thank you frank great to talk to you always great to talk to you lovely catch you again soon mate cheers bye thanks bye